chasing after him. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of John. Book of John chapter 12. We welcome all of our guests that are with us here tonight. Thank you for coming. God bless you. We pray that you are touched of the Lord. And we're excited about our hyphen group that has just been doing so incredible. Brother and Sister Cruz have taken on that age group. And uh, they're meeting in the back here tonight between the ages of 18 and they say 30-ish. So if you feel, supposed to be through 30, but if you're 35 and feel really young, uh, then you can uh, be, or if you're just immature, either one will work. Just All right. Book of John, chapter 12, verse 20. We're going to continue on um, a little lesson that we began a few weeks ago uh, before our services and then our wonderful services that we just had with Brother Kuhn. What a blessing the Word of God uh, was to this church. And three people received the Holy Ghost on Sunday. We're thankful for that. Book of John, chapter 12, verse number 20. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came, therefore, to Philip, which was a Bethsaida. Of Galilee and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. These men that came were not just. Uh, they were not Jewish. They, there were some Jews that lived in other parts of the world that were Greek uh, by culture, but not by blood. But these men were actual Greeks that had converted over into uh, Judaism, the type of worship of Judaism. And there was just something about their uh, their actions on this day when they came to uh, the disciples uh, saying that we would see Jesus. It triggered, it triggered something in the Lord. The Bible tells us that he, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Lord knowing that he would be rejected of his own because he's rejected of his own, that the, that the Greeks, the Gentiles, uh, would come to him and be grafted in. And so no doubt when the Greeks came up and said, we would see Jesus, it triggered something in him. And the Lord said, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. And we know that he's talking here uh, about Calvary, and of course, the resurrection. He goes on in verse number 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He goes on to say, he that loveth his life shall lose it, he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. If any man serve me, 
Let him follow me where I am. There shall also my servants be. If any man serve me, him will my father, will my father honor. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. We pray that you continue to speak to our hearts, speak to our minds and our spirits. Let us learn. Let us look into this word. Let us be changed. Oh, God, I want to be changed. Lord, let your word, let your, let your word so impact me, so touch my mind and my heart, God, that I actually do something about it, that it makes a real difference in my life. And that I examine myself and, and begin to look at how I can better fulfill the call of God in my life. That is our prayer tonight. We ask it in the wonderful name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And so when we began this uh, teaching a couple of Wednesdays ago, uh, titled, uh, We Would See Jesus, and of course, tonight would be, uh, we would see Jesus part two, or we would see him again, maybe. And when we began this, we, uh, we touched on a, a couple of things in these verses. And uh, that is where the Lord uh, talks about that when a candle is lit, a man doesn't take that candle and hide it under a bushel. But instead, he... Uh, puts it, the Bible says, on a candlestick. And so the two things we looked at a few uh, Wednesdays ago uh, was that the light that is in us, the Holy Ghost, the power of God that came to dwell inside of our beings. God came into me. He came into you when He filled you with His Spirit. And so we talked about the fact that the Lord did not, did not do that for you and I to go hide in some church building or to hide in religion or to hide somewhere in our own personal devotion or studying. And, and then that is all that we do. But the Lord put His power in us, His Spirit in us to go beyond these four walls and that we would take this light that He has given uh, me and you and that we would bring it to a world that abides in darkness. The Word of God tells us that this world is indeed in darkness darkness and we are the lights of the world you know the word tells us in John that Jesus was the light of the world but later uh, the word of God tells you and I that we are the lights with an S we are the lights of the world and so the light came and gave his life upon uh, Calvary but then he he took that that light in him, the Father. He took that spirit in him and he gave it to me and he gave it to you. And now we are the lights of the world and we cannot hide that light. Can you say amen? But you and I, if we would be honest with ourselves, that uh, we would have to say uh, to ourselves that we've actually become pretty good at it. Hiding it, that is. We're probably the best camouflagers on the planet. And if we're not careful, sometimes we live in such a way that we hear comments 
that will come weeks or months after maybe somebody has met us and they would say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were a Christian or I didn't know you were that religious, they might say. And so uh, we, of course, never want to be uh, in that position. When we meet someone, we want them to know that uh, the light of God is in us. And we're going to talk about how the Word of the Lord talks about how that comes about and it's not blurting out doctrine or trying to just convert someone to believe the way that you believe. It, it is so far beyond that. But it is the initial impact of them feeling the power and the love of God. The concern of God and that God cares for them. Everyone say, I am the light. We talked about the fact that this light was placed upon a candlestick. And I, I think this is probably the most amazing thing of all. When you study the uh, tabernacle and uh, when the candlesticks were made, the Bible says they were made of beaten gold. And so that means that they were not this fine, smooth uh, gold, but beaten and rough. And the candlestick represents uh, humanity. It represents our body, this old flesh. And I, I think the miracle of it all is how does God take that glorious light, that undefiled, unadulterated, pure uh, holiness of who He is, and put it on the inside of this old defiled flesh. This fallen flesh full of sin and full of faults and failures, inadequacies, inadequacies and all kinds of things that are wrong with me and things that are wrong with you. I would have to say that that is the greatest miracle of it all. But it is also the power that propels this gospel to a lost humanity. God did not perfect us but we are left in this old fallen state but he gives us the power to live above sin he gives us the power to rise above the things that dwell in this old flesh gives us the strength not to yield to the things of this world gives us the power to break out of the things that held us bound and when our old state when we lived in our flesh and lived in sin God pulls us out of that and rub yet but upon this unperfect this, this flesh that's not perfect he put his power and that's what makes this so incredible because now they have hope humanity has hope he didn't put this glory and this power on an angel and then send an angel out into the world a perfect being that doesn't know what it is to sin or rebel against God a perfect being that lives in the Shekinah glory of God and the wonders of God to come down to humanity and say repent and seek the face of God be baptized receive his spirit live right come out from among them separate 
separate yourself from this world and God will receive you unto himself. No, he didn't didn't send an angel. He sent you and me who came out of a life of sin. That is the miracle of it all. He put that candle on an old candlestick and gave us anointing and power to go out into this world and preach this gospel. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord and give God some praise. That's the wonder of it all. And the closer you get to God, the more you wonder about it. (laughs) The more you get in his presence, the more you stop and ask yourself the question, how could he possibly use me? How could he ever trust his glory on this old candlestick? And the closer we get to him, the more it rips our heart apart. And the more we understand his love and his forgiveness and his gentleness. Because barely a day goes by that you and I don't pick ourselves up back off the dirt for whatever it may be that may disturbed our mind or our spirit we pick ourselves up and God forgive me for thinking that way forgive me for acting that way forgive me for doing that forgive me for saying that and uh, we just we can't make it very long without our old flesh rising up and calls and, and reminding us of our humanity yet right on top of this old candlestick he put his glory and he put his love and he put his power and he sends us out into a world that is lost and dying and that has no hope but when they see us and they can see the Shekinah glory of God and the brightness of God upon us yet at the same time they see that old beaten candlestick they remember who you were and what you were and and if they they even still know you now they know you're not perfect you don't have everything together but yet there's a peace there's a joy there's a power there's a glory there's just something about you that's different it's the candle on the candlestick these Greeks came and said we would see Jesus we would see Jesus and so men want to see Jesus they don't want to see my religion they, want, they don't want to see my traditions my rituals they want to see my God they want to meet the one that changed me and took me out of an old life of sin Matthew chapter 2 and verse 2 these same men stood, uh, the wise men stood there before Herod, and they asked him, where is he? It is an amazing thing that they would stand before the king, but desire to kneel before the Christ. You see, this, this human government, this human way cannot solve their problems. There's there, there is not enough 
Mr. Herod King. There, there is not enough feel-good programs to make me feel good. There, there's not enough lift-me-up programs to get me up out of the mire that I find myself in. There, there's not enough improve-me books to improve me. You just, you just don't have enough out there. It's nice to see you. It's good to be before you. And I even thank you for the things that you're doing. But I'd like to know where he is. Because I want to kneel before him. Because he's the only one that can truly help me. And he's the only one that can save me. God forbid that the church would ever reach the place that we would be willing to send men to help groups rather than introduce them to Jesus Christ. God help the church when such a problem comes through the door that rather than introducing them to God, rather than praying over them, rather than trying to help them with the light that God gave us, we say, well, you know, I think what you need to do is go see a psychologist. I think what you need to do is go see a doctor and go get some medicines and and go do this or go do that. But I want to tell you that's exactly where religion is today. Why? Because they lost the power. They don't have the power of deliverance. They don't have the power of healing. All they've got is religion. They've got the candle and it's on the stick but there's no light burning on the top of it. But not the apostolic church. We've still got the light. It's bright. It's strong. We've got what they need. And when they come to us, we've got a God to introduce them to. A God that can heal the mind. A God that can heal the heart. A God that can heal the body. Oh, come on, sanctuary of Pentecost. Come on. Come on. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. We are that church. We are that church with the light. The human rule and government cannot help man. It cannot deliver them. They can do some things, but not what really matters and what really needs to be done in order to touch them. And when we understand that and we realize that and we come to that understanding and we get a grip on that revelation, what that does is put the responsibility upon you and me so much the more to open our mouths and introduce them to Jesus Christ. It lays, it lays the weight even greater upon me that when I meet the stranger to think in my mind I am or possibly their only hope. That if I don't speak to them, who's going to talk to them? If I don't let my light shine in such a way that it catches their attention where they might say, wow, there's something different about you. And then you can say, well, no, actually, I'm just like you, except the one who is different lives in me. And that is Jesus Christ. And he loves you too. And he wants to help you as well. I think we need to be careful as a church. We need to be careful because this world is really perfecting things. They are perfecting their psychology. They're perfecting 
uh, their ability to minister. They are perfecting uh, medicines. They are getting better at so many things. And at the same time, they're getting worse at so many things. And if we're not careful as the church, we may be even begin to lean on man's ways to fix some of the situations that are going on in some people's lives when we know deep down inside that only Jesus Christ can take care of that. Only God can heal that heart. Only God can bring true peace. And only God can deliver them from their situation. And so as the church, we need to look into these scriptures and, and, and get a hold of that revelation where the Greeks said, we would see Jesus. We live in a world. I'm telling you, I understand that not everybody's crying out to Him. But I'm here to tell you, the hungry are not interested in religion. They're not interested in power or government or any of these things. They want to see Him. They want to meet Him. They've tried everything else. And these people, they are out there. They are out there by the hundreds, yea, even the thousands. And we, they, they walk by us every day. Oh God, let your light shine so bright in us. Let that light shine so bright upon this old candlestick. God, that it will help draw them, Lord, unto you. Touch my mind and my heart, God, I pray. Let me shine. The Bible tells us, you know, those Greeks said, Lord, let us see Jesus. John tells us in, in John 6 and 40, uh, listen to this. Look at the responsibility that we have. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which sees the Son... John isn't talking about everyone that gets a glimpse of that physical body that God came in uh, to give his life upon the cross. No, he's not. Everyone that sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Why do I know it's not just that physical body that John's talking about? Because Jesus was only in ministry for three and a half years, and then he went away. But he said to his disciples, uh, he said, go and preach this gospel. And whoever believes, uh, baptize them. Uh, and Jesus said in John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38, he said uh, that in the last days, uh, those that believed upon him would receive his spirit. Speaking of the Holy Ghost, uh, what is he talking about? Those that see the Son. What does that mean? Those that get the revelation that only Christ can see save them that only God can deliver them those that see the son will be able to have eternal life how is that going to happen it's not going to come from angels it's not going to come from the government it's not going to come from a religious world it's got to come from me and you who has a light on a candle on a candlestick Hallelujah! The only way they're going to have eternal life is they have got to see Him. Where is He? He's in you! He's in you! Paul said the only Christ they'll ever see is you. You are the written epistle that men will see. And I love this part. They will see your good works and glorify 
the Father. You know why? Because they know them good works didn't come from you. And if God can do that in no scoundrel like you, that gives me hope that I can make it and, get, and be changed. And my marriage can be saved and my children can be delivered and things can be put back together. My finances can be fixed. How do they know that? Because they see Jesus in you. That's why they know that. They see him in you. He said the hour has come. Listen. We need to quit waiting on the day of revival. Revival has been here since the day God poured his spirit out in Acts chapter 2 and verses 1 through 4. Revival has been on this earth. Revival is here now. And the only thing that holds back the light of men are you and I. And that, and that is because we're the candlestick. The candle can't go anywhere. The candlestick don't go. Candlestick's got to bring it. And that's where it will go and shine its light. Say, I am the candlestick. This world has lost hope in its current systems and even in religion. And they're looking for something that's greater than themselves. It is in me and you that they are going to see Christ. I want you to close your eyes and say this with me. I'm almost done. Say, it is in me that they will see Christ. I tried to get to my message tonight. I wanted to talk to us just a little bit more about this about this body, but I'm going to have to save it. I feel like the Lord, I feel like the Lord wants to talk to us. I want us to stand. I feel like He has spoken to us. And He wants to minister to us right now. Every mind on God. Father, I love you and I praise you. God, you've been dealing with us about this body, about this vessel. It doesn't belong to us, Lord. We've been bought with a price. You tell us in Romans, it's our reasonable service to sacrifice this body unto you. It's the least we can do. You trust us. Oh. God, when I came down to this altar... And I lifted up my hands and you filled me with your spirit. You put your spirit in my life. You trusted me. You trusted that I would not hide it. You trusted that I would share it. You trusted me, Lord, that I would bring you places that you desired to go. That we would make ourselves sensitive to you. That you could lead us and guide us. That you could stop us when you want us to stop. Turn us when you want us to turn. 
Lead us where you want to lead us, oh God. Your spirit, your spirit on the inside of us. Because, Lord, you know where they're at. You know where the hungry is. You know where they are. And God, you just want to bring your light to them. But you're stuck on this old candlestick. You want to reach them, but you're, you're stuck on this old candlestick. Oh, God, speak to us right now, Lord. Talk to our hearts right now, oh, God. Let us open up our minds. Bring revelation to us, Lord. We need revelation. We've got to see. We've got to understand. We are that light. We are the light of the world. And we have to bring that light. We have to move that light. Because the only way they can be saved, Jesus, is if they see the sun. And the only way they're going to see the sun is if they see the light inside of us that they might glorify the Father. God, I pray right now, Lord, for each and every one of us here tonight, Jesus. I pray, touch us, God. Touch us. Let something get a hold of us. Let some seed be born in our heart that we begin to awaken and realize who we are. We're not just a person anymore. We're not just an individual anymore. Power dwells in us. Help us to hold our heads up high. Help us to smile. Help us to let your glory flow out of us. Oh God, no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, oh God, let us let that light shine bright. Oh, that it would shine so bright out of us that men would cry out and say, we would see Jesus. We would see Jesus. Will you call out to him right now? Will you ask the Lord? Will you ask him to help you? That that, you're, that you would allow the light to shine in such a way that men would come and say, we would see that Jesus in you. We would meet that son. We would want to be introduced to this God wherein there is eternal life, wherein there is healing and deliverance and hope and peace. Oh, God, stir us up, Lord. Stir us up. Stir us up, oh, God. Minister, we pray. Minister, Lord, is our prayer. Minister, Lord, is our prayer. Touch us, oh, God, tonight. We got to be that light, Lord. This vessel is yours. This vessel is yours. This vessel is yours. This vessel is yours. It belongs to you, God. I belong to you. I am yours. I am not my own. I cannot control my own destiny. I cannot dictate my day. I cannot give you my schedule. I, I cannot determine what I will and will not do. I belong to you, God. I belong to you, Lord. I belong to you, Lord. I am yours, oh God. My mind, my heart, my soul. Oh, Jesus, you put that light in us. You put that light in us, God. We got to let it shine, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we got to let you bring this old candlestick where you want it to go. We got to let you lead this old flesh around where you want it to go, God. That's what we have to do, Lord. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do, God. That's what we have to do, Lord. We seek your face tonight, Jesus. 
we seek your face. My desire is that you would change us. My desire is that you would touch us. Break through our flesh. Break through our flesh. Break through our flesh. Break through our flesh, oh God. Break through our flesh, Lord. Break through our flesh, Lord. Jesus. 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 Oh, God. Lord, let your word, let your word go deep. Let your word permeate. Let your word go deep, God, deep into our spirits, deep into our heart, God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. We give ourselves to you. We yield our bodies to you. We yield our minds to you. We yield our spirits to you, God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Come on, just a little longer, church. Come on. This is what we need to do on Wednesday nights. We need to let the Word get into our heart. We need to pray about what we heard. We need to pray about the Word. God, I'm yours. <laughs>